Simple as one plus one equals two. Jesus said, if you abide in me, I abide in you. No vacancies. Clear my heart, watch my mind, put faith in it. The whole word is his promise, there's no faking it. Natural food in my belly, it ain't making it. He is the bread of life, ain't no baking it. Every ball of wisdom will push you. No more glaring from a dark place, wishing that you never would here, here and now, you will be transformed. No more waiting, I can hear the rams. Yo, what's going on? And welcome to the second series of Bread and Bars. Now, I'm excited about this season because we're talking about perseverance. And anytime we talk about perseverance or anytime you think about perseverance, the first thing that comes to mind typically is the mind, the battle of the mind. Because when we think about perseverance, you think about the amount of effort that you're putting into something or overcoming something or something opposing you and having to get through that thing regardless of what energy needs to be done or used or what um, perspectives need to be given or ideologies or what how much, whatever it is, it's always in the mind to go through. Now, what I love about this particular series is we're diving into or thrusting into the different parts of the mind. Now, with these four episodes of this particular series, we're going to go and dive into the different things that are going to pertain to the mind and even how you can get out of certain mind frames. Now, the first episode that we're going to talk about today or the first topic that we're going to talk about today is the battle of the mind. And I have a few notes that I'm going to flow through. That way it could be cohesive. You know, we can flow through it and whatever God gives me at the time, we can actually take care of that. But um, other than that, I want you to dive in with me and let's go for a ride. Now, when it comes to the first piece of the battle of the mind, you have what, what I call the game of chess. And when you think about chess, you think about the two separate players on the board. So you have the, the white team and you have the black team, right? So remember those. Now, these particular chess pieces are fighting for possession of some type of land or some type of currency. They want to win something, right? So if you think about it like that, you think about our brain, all right? Let's think about the brain now, all right? So our brain consists of three different parts. You have the conscious mind, which is, it, it basically, it's easily changeable. So that means if you have an idea about something and someone persuades you or something like an experience persuades you to think otherwise, you can actually change your mind. And this is the, the part of the mind that we're actually most familiar with, which is the conscious mind. So when you think about something that you are doing on a day-to-day -day basis, how you do routines, and just when you say my mind, this is we're talking about the conscious mind. When we're talking about the next form or the next part of the, the, the brain, it will be the unconscious mind. So the unconscious mind is, think of it like a storage unit or a storage box. It gives, it gives you the ability to, or capacity or has the capacity to store the different information that you receive on a day-to-day -day basis or, you know, since you've been receiving information. That is the unconscious mind. Now, the last but not least is the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is how we create things or it, it brings out mental programming 
not only does it create it, but it's how you carry it out. So that 90% or the 80 to 90% that you hear people talking about that we don't necessarily use, you are actually using it. It's how you're creating things inside of your mind or foundations in your mind. So that's what I want to share about the mind so far. So the three different departments of the mind, you have the conscious mind, the unconscious mind, and you have the subconscious mind. All right. Now, if you think about chess again, we're going back to chess because this is the battle of the mind and think about the chess board. It's kind of like a battlefield. You have the pawns, you have the knights and you have the castles and things like that. The queen and the king. Same thing with your mind. So if you're player one, everything else around you would be considered player two. So if you're black, the white thing, the, the, the white pawns, the white team or the white opponent is against you. That's everything in life. That's things that are going to try to stop you from receiving the promise. And I'm going to talk about that in a few. Now, the players are separated, of course, remember, by those two colors. You have to be black and white. Now, I like to talk things biblical, all right? Since this is a podcast that is more so faith-based, but it's not too far into where it's like, you know, to the point where you don't understand, I like to make things plain. So let me break down those two colors for you. Whichever one you choose, it really does not matter. It's still going to prophesy or to give you what God is saying about your particular promise, your particular life based off of the color that you choose. Now, black biblically is a color that represents something with revelation or the divine knowledge of God. So something divinely coming with wisdom, knowledge, understanding, clarity, things like that. That is the representation of black. That is the revealed knowledge of God. The white would represent beauty or the purification or the absolute purification of God. So regardless of which color you choose, it doesn't negate. Like let's say, for instance, if you choose the black, you know, I'm, this is a, just a mind thing. Just, you know, just a mind thing. Just because you cho- you've chosen black does not mean that the white does not signi- significantly mean something for you as well. It's just what you chose. All right. Now, whichever color you choose, like I said, is proclaiming a divine promise over your life. So think about being birthed into the earth. Once you're birthed into the earth, we have particular colors, we have particular shapes, we have sizes, we have dreams, we have aspirations, we have things that we like to do and we consider them, right, since there are things that are already in our heart where our treasure is. So you have things that are going to oppose what you want to do. Let's say, for instance, I want to be a firefighter. Because I've seen, you know, family members die in a, in a large fire. So I want to be a firefighter to protect those who have, who have the potential to pass away if there's not more people like me who are like-minded to fight fires. So if I want to be a firefighter or if I want to fight these fires, the first thing I'm going to want to do is go to school for it, maybe intern for it, ask questions. But then here goes doubt. You can't do this. You won't be able to finish school. You won't be able to finish the academy. You won't be able to even drive the truck. You won't be able to get your driver's license. You won't be able to get your whatever class that you need to drive the fire truck. You won't be able to go past the fitness part uh, when it comes to uh, being able to fight the fires and be able to the to break brick. You know, you won't be able to go through this. Or here and here comes the anxiety portion. Now, what if I die? What if I don't succeed? What if this? What if that? And here goes hesitation. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get into this part. 
particular school. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay for this particular school. See, if you have chosen the black side, revelation, whatever the opposer is, or is trying to get you not to succeed in what your aspirations or your dreams or your promises is particularly trying to take your pawns or trying to take your knights or trying to take your castle or trying to take your queen or trying to take your king. That particular thing is trying to oppose you to take land or take position or possession in your mind. So what I'm trying to tell you is fear, hesitation, procrastination, anxiety, depression, any type of oppression. These are things that will try to take, um, they will try to take, I want to say, I'm trying to get a word. They will try to take, there's a room, instead of vacancy, they want to fill it up. They want it to be occupied. There it is. They want to occupy space inside of your mind, inside of your heart. And we're going to get to that in a second. Now, when it comes to checkmate, that's one of the things people think about inside of the game of chess. Checkmate. Checkmate. That means one particular portion or one type, whatever uh, pawn or whatever piece that you use in the chess game or whatever piece that the particular opposer or yourself use, you do not ever want your opposer or the accuser of the brethren of the evil one, we're talking about the devil here, to take possession or take your king. You never want to let those things get you into a place of checkmate. You always want to be five steps ahead of the enemy when he comes to destroy you. How can you do that? We're going to talk about that as well. You also... We, uh, we're, actually, we're going to, since we're diving into this, you want to find illegal foundations and tear them down. Illegal foundations that you have planted when you were younger, when you were around people that you shouldn't have been, something that you had inherited from your family, something you inherited from your culture, something that you believe because of society, anything that would try to cause you to, to break away. I have one earring. Yeah, I just noticed that. <laughs> the other one's in the car. But anything that would try to uh, take you away from the designated promise or aspiration and take uh, take place inside of your mind is going to be what's called a foundation. It's going to build a foundation or a fortress to come against you. Anytime you think about wars, they built fortresses and built barracks to prepare for war. And anytime you think of a war, you think of something being possessed. It, it may be land, it may be currency, it may be respect, it may be a treaty, it may be some type of unity agreement. Whatever it may be, the, you, you prepare for war to receive something. And if you're not receiving something, the other or the, the other opponent or your opponent will receive it instead of you. So you definitely want to tear down any illegal foundations that have been uh, planted any strongholds that have been erected by the enemy or yourself because of illegal thoughts. These are things that you have to pay attention to. So I love the way Proverbs 2027 20, breaks it down. It says, the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The, breaking this down is, it, it was so beautiful to me the way I read it and the way I, that way I studied it. Because if you focus on the last portion, the last portion I want you to focus on is the belly. Now, I know you're like, Anthony, we're talking about the mind. We're still talking about the mind, but I want to focus on the belly. Because just as the belly is in this particular scripture, it's going to highlight what's important, or how they correlate, and how they're so closely related, the belly and the mind. 
So looking at this, you have to think about what's the word in Hebrew. And that Hebrew word, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, but it's beten. B-E-T-E-N. And it means womb. So let's read that scripture again. Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. That means my spirit that he created. Before he created me, he created my spirit. And placed it inside of me to be able to communicate with his spirit. So ultimately, if he created my spirit and I'm a child of God, that automatically should resonate with you that you are a light. And since I have a light inside of me, there is something that may have to be illuminated for me to recognize that it's either illegal or hiding or hidden inside of me. So the candle or the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Let's break this down even more. So your spirit is searching for what you're impregnated with so that you're birthing a pure promise. You have to search the inward parts in order to find illegal foundations or illegal cells inside of you to try to grow into a manifestation of something that should not be birthed. Now, this is a two-way street because you will find the illegal foundations, but you also have to recognize the foundations that are pure. And you have to distinguish the two. You have to differentiate which is illegal and which is legal. Which should stay and which should depart. Just as we recognize the wheat from the tares. You have to understand which is nourishing for you or for the world. How are you bearing fruit? Because Cain, he, he bore fruit. And he was able to give a sacrifice, but the sacrifice was not resonating with the Lord. So he birthed something to sacrifice that was not worthy to be sacrificed. You have to understand that in a stance that we're or where we are, just as children of God, we cannot give anything. We cannot produce anything. Now, going forward, your belly is a place of hunger. And in, in this place of hunger, it breaks down your food once it's consumed, just as your mind. Now, I love how the Bible talks about how we should stay sober and vigilant. Sobriety is not just with alcohol. But it's what we're designed to hear that would be nourishment, not just for our bodies to intake naturally, but spiritually and emotionally. Our mind and our belly act the same. They both are in a place where they hunger or thirst after something. And once something is deposited in it, it will consume it and break it down. And it becomes a part of the body for nourishment and nutrition. Now, how, if you want to go a little bit deeper, the word betten can also be interpreted as a mental compartment 
that does multiple things with what's placed on the inside of it. Now, not only is the stomach consuming, but it's breaking it down, distributing what's waste or for the intestine, but trying to figure out and make it mash so that we can go through the intestine the perfect way, preparing it to either be expelled from the body or put in position to nourish the body, like I just said. Just as the mind, so is the belly, the womb. It stores. So anything illegal will be found and torn down and expelled. The stomach is supposed to produce acid to break down what is consumed in our bodies. So our mind has to do the same. There is a spirit man, right, that's playing chess with different opposers. That's trying to checkmate that opposer that's being digested in the mind or consumed by the mind. And it's our job to break down or differentiate between what's supposed to be inside our mind or our betten, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and what shall be expelled. Now, we talked about finding illegal foundations and tearing them down, right? So anything illegal being torn down, when we say checkmate, you have how you tear those things down. You tear them down by your words. Same thing with laying foundations, because if you want to if you find the illegal foundation, you want to break it down by your words. I do not believe that I'm in fear, but I have faith to pursue those things that God called me to pursue. The mind is so powerful to the point where if you say something long enough and you say something strong enough that you can believe it yourself, that is breaking down illegal foundations. I do not believe that I'm fat. I do not believe that I'm ugly. I do not believe that I'm stupid. I do not believe that I cannot do it. Those words are illegal foundations that I have been operating in. I do not believe that I'm limited because of my color. I do not believe that I'm limited because I don't know five different languages. I do not believe that I'm limited just because I don't have the income that these oh, the one percenters have. I don't believe that. Why? Because I know that there was a place for me and I'm going to go there without the legal foundations. And I cannot get there with them occupying space in my womb. And when I find those illegal patterns or those illegal things, when once I tear them down, the first thing I'm going to do is build something new. Instead of how people looked at me and, and I got rejected, I'm going to accept myself and I'm going to understand just by the word of God accepting me as a son because I'm being led by his spirit. That's a new foundation. I'm laying a foundation with me in Christ. Christ is my foundation. Christ is my foundation. The word of God is my foundation. And that's the thing that I'm going to continue to go back to. I'm no longer going to believe the lies of my opposer, but I'm going to believe that if I choose black or white, that the beauty of the Lord and the purification of the Lord is my portion. That revelation is my portion. That business is my portion. That ministry is my portion. That if you are an artist, that art is your portion. That if you are creative, the creation of God is your portion. That since you are a person that likes to sing, dance, and 
and do um, artwork and, 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 and do whatever it is that you like to do. If you like to do theater, you know, I, I just see so much when it comes to creators in this season. But whatever you like to do, if you like to dance, if you like to um, frolic around in the rain, I'm just saying just stuff. You know what I'm saying? But whatever it is that you like to do, you have to break down those illegal foundations and find what it is God has spoken to you and lay that foundation. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Now, if you are saved by the and, and or, so yeah, saved by the blood of the Lamb, the last thing you need to worry about is anything shaking you. The last thing you need to worry about and and it prevailing. That's what I'll say because we'll be shaken. But you do not have to worry about that anymore. You don't have to worry about fear and anxiety. You don't have to worry about depression. You don't have to worry about lust. All these things that we would would to worry about have already been defeated on the cross at Calvary. So if the blood of Jesus spills on you, if the blood of Jesus does anything, it testifies nothing but victory. So after you have listened to this, I want you to comment. I want you to share, DM me, whatever you want to do. Ask questions. If you want to go deeper in the mind, we more than welcome can. But I really wanted to get this out, that it is so important for us to understand that there's not just a battle of of, of different, you know, wars outside of our, you know, in the natural, but there's a, there's a stronger battle in our mind. And if you choose to persevere, you're going to persevere in your mind first. So I pray that this blessed you. Again, I'm excited. I'm excited for this series. I'm excited for the comics. I'm excited for the breakthrough because you shall receive breakthrough. In Jesus' name, love you.